Hi, I'm Amanda and welcome to Self. On this podcast, I share ideas, experiences and have conversations to explore the self. By developing our self-awareness, we can better show up for ourselves and those around us and hopefully all live happier and healthier lives. Today's episode is about boundaries. It's about my experience with boundaries and understanding the difference between setting boundaries and controlling behavior. So over the past couple of years, and in particular during my previous relationship, um, my therapist and I spoke a lot about boundaries. And this was mostly because I think for most of my life, I struggled with recognizing what my own boundaries were, really seeing them, defining them, and communicating them and even having the opportunity to communicate them and also in part me being able to recognize what other people's boundaries were. So growing up I definitely think I missed out a lot on setting healthy boundaries. You know that wasn't something that I grew up with. The idea of it, the understanding of it, that just wasn't common. And I think perhaps for most of us, that was the case. Like maybe you got lucky and you had parents who in your family, part of the value set was already respecting certain boundaries without expressly communicating it. Or perhaps you did grow up with parents who were able to communicate that. But that wasn't the case for me. And I struggled a lot with being able to identify that and being able to communicate boundaries, setting healthy boundaries, actually understanding what boundaries are and setting healthy boundaries and communicating them in a healthy way and also being able to receive other people's boundaries and not taking that as a personal attack or anything. Um, And so for some time, I think I, you know, really did struggle with this and within the space of a romantic relationship, what I would do is because I wasn't able to understand and see exactly what boundary setting is versus what, you know, is controlling or manipulative behavior disguised as an expression of needs um, in a relationship or like as boundaries in a relationship that I would really just kind of give in to a lot of demands I suppose Um, and a lot more I think when I was younger too and so my therapist and I speaking through different boundaries over the past couple of years we were able to I think throughout my conversation with her I was able to really identify what my boundaries are and also understanding that boundaries are about setting limits to protect me you know, boundaries are about us. It's not about the actions of another person or trying to control that. It's very much about us. And that was something that she said to me um, and has stuck with me. And that's the check-in point because I think, you know, while I've been on the other side of receiving quote-unquote boundaries that are actually just attempts at controlling my behaviour with other people or something like that. Um, I think I've also been guilty of that. Perhaps when I was a lot younger through different insecurities, trying to express something that 
I needed and what I was essentially doing though was making a demand for control. And so this line really stuck with me when she said that, you know, telling me, hey, Amanda, boundaries are about us. Boundaries are about protecting us. It's not about controlling another person. And it became glaringly obvious to me um, how, you know, this idea of boundaries, because it's now so prevalent in our society to speak about these things openly. And I hear people talking about setting boundaries and stuff all the time. And that really gets me excited because I'm like, yep, I love that. I'm all for people recognizing their own boundaries and being able to state them clearly, being able to set boundaries, because I do believe, and it does in fact lead to healthier relationships when we're able to do that. Something that I also see is that, you know, through kind of this wave of everyone being open to exploring um, their own self-development, developing their self-awareness, healing a lot of their work, going to therapy, all of this is great. Boundaries are one of the great results that have come from this as a great skill for people to learn. The other side to that is I think a lot of people have misconstrued this term boundaries and used it in ways to disguise what's actually controlling or manipulative behavior. And this really did become obvious to me and was the final wake-up call for me in my previous relationship, my last one. And in the final phone conversation that we had, actually I'll pause there and give you some context um, to the conversation about... Um, at some time, at some point in this previous relationship, I was in Ubud with my friend Yao Yao. She's been on the podcast before. She's a really dear friend of mine and um, was just such a great support for me when I was in Bali. And we went to Ubud together. We recorded a an episode for her podcast. We decided to do a photo shoot. She was like, let me shoot you you know, I just, I love you. You're beautiful. She's just super encouraging and such a wonderful human. And so we did that. Um, and I was in a bikini and I just felt this incredible surge of feminine energy that was there between us. And it was this safe space for me to completely shine as myself and just show all these aspects of myself. And Yao Yao's there behind her camera saying all these great things and really encouraging me. And this very sensual side of me came out. Um, and I was shocked by the photos because I just hadn't really seen myself in that light before and they were beautiful. Um, so I had this collection of photos and I remember at the time when she sent them to me, I was like, I, I want to put these up and I wanted to put them up because I love the human form and I love the female body. And I just think, you know, we are all so beautiful in our own right. And I love celebrating and just seeing my friends post up their life you know, whatever it is, I, I want to be a part of it. And this can be an aspect when my friends are posting photos of themselves and their bodies and it, they're celebrating their bodies. I'm all for it and I love it. So 
I remember thinking, you know, these photos are stunning and they should go up. And I had a conversation with my ex at the time and I could tell that he was like really uncomfortable about it. And I think in the end, I kind of created excuses for myself and I decided, you know, I think I shared maybe a couple of ones that didn't look sexual at all. And and I was justifying this to myself, even though what I wanted to do was post a lot of these. I didn't see them so much as this like, it wasn't about trying to gain any attention from anyone. It's just understanding, I think, celebrating a part of me, a very natural part of me, that I am a sexual being and and this was just a beautiful, sensual day that I had with my best friend and she captured me in this light. So I decided to not post a lot of these photos and I kind of just kept them there. And I remember it at different points, just being there in the back of my head thinking like, I just want to put these up because they're great. And um, we end up breaking up and I leave um, the country where I was and I returned back to Australia and we're still in contact at this point, you know, and kind of going through that typical dance of can we work this out? And I had been really hurt up until that point to leave. And I'm so glad that there was that physical distance because I think that helped me to see things a lot clearer. Perhaps a lot of things I was quite in denial about. And in our last phone conversation, just prior to that, a few days before that, I actually decided to post up one of the photos. And it was... um, yeah, a very sensual photo that I, it was one of my favorite ones that she took of me. And so I put it up and then we speak a few days later and he asks me, why did you put that photo up? And I was like, because it's a beautiful photo. I look great. And um, Yao Yao's an incredible photographer. She just captured me in this light and I love it. And I want to put it up. And he was like, no, you put it up because you want male attention. And I was like, no, like, are you asking me my intention or are you telling me? Um, and he insisted that that was the reason why I was doing it. And he had gone through my social media um, and then asked me who liked my photos the most. And I was like, I've got no idea. I don't keep track of that. And he's like, well, I've gone through your last, I don't know, 10 posts or something and this person liked your photo the most, which is one of my girl best friends. And he's like, but second to her was like this guy and this guy who are some of my mates. And I'm like, yeah. And, and, you know, he he was drawing conclusions and alluding to something more being there. And I was like, these are just some of my good friends. And I would like all of their photos. He asked me about what my behavior on Instagram was like you know, whose photos I choose to like. And I was like, mate, there's an algorithm. I don't even get to see most of my friends' photos. Most of the stuff I see is sponsored stuff and ones from random pages. So whenever I get to see one of my friends' photos, I will like it. Of course I would. I just want to encourage my friends, unless they're posting something that I personally have a stance against. It's like a massive conflict in my values. I'm going to like their photos. And he didn't accept this. He didn't accept that perhaps other people, you know, maybe took the same approach. And 
was insisting that I'd posted this photo to get guys' attention and that these guys had liked it and it was problematic. Um, so, we, you know, going around in this very bizarre conversation where I'm recognising that, hey, you know, he perhaps is feeling insecure um, and in the end what he says to me is, I don't want a partner who I'm not okay. Sorry. I'm not okay with my partner posting photos of her body on Instagram and I'm not okay with you having guy friends and we can talk about your existing male friendships. And we had spoken, I think in this same conversation about um, meeting new friends and we had met a friend together earlier in the year um, at a ski slope and I got his contact details. We exchanged Instagram. I was like, hey, I'll let you know when we're heading up on the mountain. The guy was there um, alone for a few weeks. So I was like, yeah, now you've got some riding buddies. I'll let you know. And he brought up that that person and he was like, you know, that's not okay. And I was like, what, what do you mean? Like, what would you have me do? You know, there's like someone here who wants buddies. Like, why wouldn't I connect with him? And he was like, I would rather you defer him to me. And I'm like, you don't like organizing things. He's like, yeah, but I would rather you defer him to me. And I'd rather be the one to do that than have you messaging other guys. And so this is all in the same conversation, right? where we aren't together anymore even. And what he was sitting there and he said that these were his boundaries. And I, and that didn't sit right with me. I knew that that was not okay. First of all, um, to be perfectly honest, I think I sat there considering the boundary, quote unquote, really just a demand and, a de- and an attempt to control my behavior on social media. I sat there and I considered like, yep, okay. I mean, I don't need, I really don't need to be posting photos of my body on social media. So I guess I could do that. But it, you know, but the request of um, me not having male friends and then we could talk about my current male friendships. I was like, absolutely not. I've had guy friends my whole life. I've got, you know, incredibly great platonic friendships with males and very healthy relationships with great healthy boundaries. And I have absolutely no issues. Um, And I haven't ever had issues with previous partners with me having guy friends. I was like, that is not up for discussion And I'm glad that he pieced those two things together because perhaps if he didn't, maybe it was just the first thing. I probably would have considered things to try and, I guess, like be a people pleaser in a way, try and resolve that conflict. So thankfully he did kind of pair those things together because if there's one thing that's not up for discussion, it's my friendships with whom I'm going to be friends with. That's my choice. So he says this and I'm like, there is really nothing left here to salvage. Like we're so, so done. So we end the conversation and he messages me and he's like, you know, I just want to be really clear about my intentions and everything. Um, And if we're on the same page about boundaries, then maybe we can work this out. 
And I'm like, this is not about boundaries. This is not a boundary. This is not setting boundaries. What this is ultimately about is your insecurity. And I was like, and I feel really sad because rather than you being able to identify and see these insecurities within you, what you're doing is projecting them back on me and trying to control my behavior. You know, the reality is when we feel the need to control another person's behavior or another person's autonomy, the way that they might act, um, their friendships, when we take issue with this and we try to control it, it's likely that that's coming from a wounded place or an insecure or an anxious place. And I say that from experience because I've, I have experienced that before. I've experienced the compelling need to go, no, like, please don't do this so then I feel better. And that's something that I challenged myself with a lot for some time so that I would stop doing that because I didn't want to be that person. I don't want to be a controlling person. I want people to act freely. I want my partners to be able to be themselves and to do what it is that they want. And if we're aligned in our core values and we have very clear established actual healthy relationship boundaries and we talk about our needs and how things come up for us in a healthy relationship, we will be dealing with our own stuff within us and not projecting that onto our partners. Um, And there is no need, no desire even to control. And after this conversation, I broke it down with my therapist and we came back to that same idea again, that boundaries are about us. Boundaries are limits to protect us. And it's not about controlling another person. You know, if you think about a physical boundary of a house, like a fence, well, what's the purpose? The purpose is to establish the limit of where the house is, right? Once you cross this fence, okay, well, you're entering here, you're entering my house. And so, you know, I can ask you to please take your shoes off when you enter my house. I can ask you to please use a coaster on my table. And in the same way, when we set boundaries that are about us, it should be things towards us. So, you know, for example, please don't grab me in such a rough manner. Like that's okay. That's a boundary. I am not comfortable with having super rough sex. That's a boundary. That's expressing what it is for you, because there's there's that impact. It's something done untowards you. Boundaries are limits that we can set to protect us physically, to protect our energy, our time, our space, and our health, whether that's physical, mental, emotional health. Now, I can see that that's different to establishing perhaps what your values are, you know, You might say, well, I don't want to be in a relationship with someone who posts um, photos of their body and I don't want to be in a relationship with someone who has guy friends. Okay, sure. If you want to be a controlling asshole, you have every right to state that that is your value set. 
But let's not confuse that with boundaries. Let's not disguise by using the term boundary that is a very healthy thing to set when in fact all you're doing is trying to control your partner. And if you state that that's what you want in a relationship and another person says, well, that's not the kind of relationship I want to be a part of, let's not mistake that as them not respecting your boundaries. I might not respect you as an individual because I don't respect perhaps people who want to be controlling in that manner. However, that is not a boundary. I am not someone who is disrespecting your boundaries just because I'm not giving in to your need to control me. And that is very clearly not a boundary. There are They are two different things. Now, I want to give you an example on the other side of something that I experienced earlier in the year when David and I were doing long distance because I was in Japan, he was in Australia. And he told me, he was like sharing to me about like, you know, stuff that's going on for him, telling me about some new um, female friends that he'd made. He was like super stoked about it. And I was really happy for him. And then there was this insecure part of me that started getting a little bit loud and I noticed it and I'm like, cool, I know that you're there. And I started feeling a little bit uncomfortable and I gave it a couple of days for me to think about and reflect on and then I shared it with him. Now, in that moment, my partner telling me that he's made some female friends, me feeling this sense of insecurity, maybe a tiny bit of jealousy, um, there are multiple scenarios that could have come from this. One I can imagine is me saying, hey, I'm feeling like really insecure about you having female friends. We're so far apart. I don't know them, Um, blah, blah, blah. And he could go, oh, well, then I won't have female friends. Um, You know, like I won't do that. I don't want you to feel bad. And then it would be quote unquote resolved. And seemingly things are fine, right? Perhaps some might look at that and go, oh, wow, she was establishing a boundary of hers and look at him hearing her out and being such a respectful boyfriend. That's not the case for me. I don't see that as healthy boundary setting. I don't see that actually as a boundary. And that's actually not healthy for his boundaries. He has every right and freedom to have friends of the opposite sex. And rather than being able to go, hey, well, I hear that you're insecure, you know, you're feeling insecure about this. Let's talk about it more. Um, But what's important for me is to be able to have my friends and have the freedom to have friendships with the same and opposite sex. So that's one scenario, right, where I think that can happen for a lot of people where someone shares a part of them and then another person actually backs down from their own boundary and it gives in for this seemingly resolution, whereas that's still not in the space, operating within the space of healthy boundaries. A second thing that could have happened there is me saying, you know, hey, I'm not okay with you having female friends because I'm so far away. I don't know them. Um, you know that I've got these past trust issues and these traumas from my childhood. 
Um, I am not okay with you having friends. So if we're going to be together, you're not allowed to have female friends. Again, not a boundary. What that is coming from is my own insecurity and I'm projecting it on him, making it a him issue and then stating this as a fake boundary, whereas what I'm really doing is just controlling the way that he acts and controlling what friendships he has. Um, And finally, what actually resulted in this case was I spent a couple of days reflecting on it and I shared with him what was going on for me. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm actually honestly so stoked for you for making friends because I value friendships as well. We both, we both know that about each other is that we're both people who are great at making friends. I love that he's such a people person. I love that he connects so well with people. And for me, something I value um, is all the different friendships that I have. And I value other people being able to have friendships and connections with the same and opposite sex as well. So I was really stoked for him. I shared that and I was like, you know, there was a part of me, this insecure part of me that, you know, from my childhood stuff, he knows me, he knows the stuff that's gone on because of um, what happened between my parents and my dad cheating and stuff that there's, there's stuff that can get triggered for me. And I was like, you know, that, that insecure part of me kind of got activated. It's a little part of me that feels jealous And I just want you to know what's going on. Um, But I don't want you to stop sharing things with me because I want to know what's going on for you. And I also don't want you at all. This is, I was like, this is not me asking you to not have female friendships at all. I'm just letting you know what's happening. And I know that in a relationship, like this stuff's going to come up. We're going to kind of through different things, it's going to trigger and bring up different stuff. And we had this beautiful conversation because he's like, yeah, totally hear you and I'm not going to stop having, you know, female friends. You know that that's something that I value. We both value that. And so, you know, and he gave me reassurances about his love for me and all of that, um, which I knew, you know, and what was so great about that conversation was it wasn't about either of us talking about the behavior, you know, the behavior itself is not an issue. Like him making friends is an issue. It just brought something up in me. And then what we could have a conversation about were those insecure parts with stuff for me that comes up and these narratives, these belief systems that maybe still exist in me and what comes up. And it was an opportunity for us to deeply connect. And it was just beautiful because it developed this other layer of trust for both of us. You know, for me, being able to express myself and be vulnerable and tell him what's going on, then to be able to respect and trust him to not back down from his boundaries and honor himself. And then on his side, for me, being able to express this without setting any kind of controlling demands, because those are major red flags. You know, if I'd come out and just been like, you can't like, that's a huge red flag. No, like we don't, I don't do that. That's not my relationship with him. And so, you know, what I see in romantic relationships and something that is actually such a great thing about it is that 
relationships reveal stuff to us that we ultimately need to work on. Um, they are just mirrors. You know, our partners mirror us back to ourselves and mirror some ugly parts of us that we might be in denial about, perhaps that we don't have to face as often when we're not in such close proximity with another person, when we aren't so invested, when we're not, you know, loving someone and there's a chance of getting hurt because you can't separate the two. Loving another person comes with the risk of getting hurt. So all this extra stuff comes up. Um, And, you know, when this stuff is revealed to us, one option is to see it and communicate that to our partners and being able to go, hey, whoa, this is what I can see in myself and this is stuff that I need to work on or want to work on and will be working on. And the other is to make it a them problem. And when you have a relationship where a person projects their problems onto another person and the other person just cops it, um, what ultimately happens then is that there's no working through the actual root of the issue in itself. It's just a mask. It's a disguise because you think the problem's gone away. You know, as I said, you people, universal you, are free to communicate your needs and your wants, no matter how toxic these might be um, for a relationship. But don't disguise them and label them as boundaries. What I would recommend, though, is if you have these needs or desires to control other people around you, particularly your partners, is to invest time and energy into working through the root of that need to control. And what you are likely to find is that ultimately there is going to be an insecure, an anxious, a scared perhaps part of you that is there. You know, perhaps it's from some wounds that existed in childhood. Perhaps it's from some wounds that existed in previous relationships. But when we feel the need to control another person's autonomy, this is not setting a boundary. Requiring another person to act or behave in a certain way is control. And that is not a boundary. And having people give in and obey you doesn't solve that issue. It doesn't solve the root cause of the need for control. It just creates a disillusion that you aren't insecure. It creates a false narrative for yourself that, oh, I've set a healthy boundary and my partner has respected it when in fact what's really happened is you've disrespected your partner through manipulating them, through controlling them, but dressing it up as a boundary when in fact setting boundaries is a healthy skill, is important in relationships, but is ultimately about limits to protect us and is not about controlling another person. So 
you know, in my experience in all of this, this is the idea of boundaries is something that I reflect on a lot, actually, because I suppose it's like one of those things, you know, it's like if you buy an Audi, you suddenly see, or if you're looking to buy an Audi, (laughs) you see Audis everywhere. And for me over the past few years through the exploration of boundaries and understanding my own boundaries more, I've found um, that it can be challenging to set them with people who, first of all, aren't used to having you set boundaries with. Um, And secondly, how often people compromise their own boundaries and find it challenging to set their own boundaries themselves. I find that this is more common for women than it is for men. I think in part that comes from a place of wanting to love and to nurture and to care for people. And if you have someone who disguises a boundary, uh, disguises control as a boundary, who wants to be the person saying, okay, well, I'm not going to respect your boundaries? No one wants to be that person. So when you have a person who is in fact deceitful, intentionally or not, I'm not saying that these people necessarily are like being sinister when they're trying to disguise a controller's boundaries. Perhaps they really are convinced that that is setting a boundary. Perhaps my ex really did think that that's what he was doing was setting boundaries for himself or for a relationship. Um, yeah, when you, you know, when you have these people do that, you, our reaction to that, our response to that is unlikely then to be, you know, I, I don't want to respect your boundaries. I'm not okay with that. So my hope is that through conversations about boundaries, through understanding what boundaries really are, that we can call out these quote unquote boundaries when people are trying to set them, when they're actually not, to being able to say, hey, what you're attempting to do here is actually not setting a, a healthy boundary. What you're doing is, you know, trying to control something. Being able to call that out, I think, is important. Because, yeah, maybe people don't know that what they're doing is that instead of setting a boundary. And um, I think the other thing is to then be able to reflect on the way that you set boundaries and what they are, understanding what your limits are, because that's an important step for us to be able to establish you know, communicate our boundaries is first we need to recognize them within ourselves. And what I found is through that, through being able to understand my own boundaries, I can better see and respect another person's boundary, even perhaps when they don't fully see it for themselves. You know, I can better see when people are kind of compromising their boundaries and I can see there's discomfort in people. And that's an opportunity for me to go, whoa, hold up, perhaps like, crossing some you know crossing your boundaries here can I just check in and sometimes being able to offer and extend that opportunity for someone to reflect on that gives them the chance to recognize a boundary within themselves and that's a beautiful thing I think that's a great thing that we can do in relationships and my hope is that we all recognize our boundaries better we all communicate our boundaries better and let them be real boundaries and make them be about us 
and not about another person or controlling them and that we can then respect other people's boundaries. I think I've said the word boundaries like a million times today. So thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I'm always keen to hear your feedback, so drop me a line. You can listen to this podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast. You can also watch it on YouTube. Please subscribe, rate, review the show if you enjoy it. You can follow me on Instagram at self double underscore podcast and at Amanda Latran. That's Amanda L-E-T-R-A-N. I release episodes every Thursday and I will see you next week. Bye.